0: Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler free review for Netflix's Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. What's up, mouth breathers? My name is Nate, and this is our spoiler free review for Netflix's Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. As always, special thanks to our friends at Netflix Canada for getting these episodes early for review. Now, before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of TV, movies, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things geek centric. Now, I couldn't take on a level 36 Dark Wizard all by myself, so joining me for this campaign straight from the upside down, we've got a level 20 High Elf Paladin who's neutral lawful with a hankering for some Ego Waffle. He's j the Brave. Ooh, I like that. j the Brave. Would you, would you consider yourself brave in, in most of these situations? Probably not.
1: <laughs> i probably, probably go apeshit like Steve in any of these situations. So.
0: <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> and joining us straight out of the gate in my bathroom, he's a level 15 half-orc barbarian with a tendency to enjoy the odd-smelly plant from time to time. He's Kevin the demigorgon Crusher Hudson. Past the Duchy on the left-hand side. Let's go, boys. <laughs> How's it going, guys? You guys uh, having a, a good time with uh, in the Upside Down and, and all the adventures that we've been we've been watching this uh, past how many hours is this? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I, I think
2: it's I think it hit about uh, close to nine hours for seven <laughs> episodes. <laughs> it's so that good. should be Absolutely. illegal. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but I'm so glad it's not. Um, and in case you guys are wondering, uh, my D and D character, I'm a level twenty bard. Uh, whose strongest attribute is feeling too much. Uh, I think that's (laughs) spot on. Right? Uh, Before we're pulled into our deepest nightmares, let me start by giving a little background. Uh, As, you know, guys, get this. It's been two years and get it, 11 months... Uh, that we last saw the gang infiltrate the Starcourt Mall in Season 3 in the finale. Uh, But for Eleven and her friends, it's been six months since the Battle of Starcourt, uh, which brought terror and destruction to Hawkins. Struggling with the aftermath, our group of friends are separated for the first time, and navigating the complexities of high school hasn't made things any easier. In this most vulnerable time, a new and horrifying supernatural threat surfaces presenting a gruesome mystery that, if solved might finally put an end to the horrors of The Upside Down. Season 4 is going to be in two parts, with Part 1, which we're reviewing right now, Episodes 1 to 7 being released on May 27th, and Part 2, Episodes 8 and 9, out on July 1st. Stranger Things is created by the Duffer Brothers and stars Winona Ryder, David Harbour, Millie Bobby Brown, Finn Wolfhard, Gatton Matarazzo, Caleb McLaughlin, Noah Schnapp, Sadie Sink, Natalie Natalia Dyer, Charlie Heaton, Joe Keery, Maya Hawk, Priya Ferguson, Brett Gelman, Cara Buono, and Matthew Modine. Uh, so guys, this is, this is such a, a wild ride. And I think I can speak for all of us when I say we weren't necessarily expecting to get this many episodes, especially at this length. Before we dive into what we like, or maybe we didn't enjoy about these seven episodes, I want to start with like you know, how long it's taken to get here, was it worth the wait and did it throw you off at all, you know, jumping in almost 3 years later?
2: Uh yeah, I cannot believe it's been almost 3 years since we turned around and looked at what we see, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that it doesn't feel like it's been that long and yet I did find myself at certain points through these first episodes going, wait a minute, what set up that again and why did they get to where they are? I mean, but the show does a pretty darn good job, even without maybe watching some of the great YouTube videos that do, uh, you know, service as, as catch ups. I think the show does a pretty good job of refreshing your memory as to where these characters were, where we left them, and, and why they are sort of separated as they are as the, as the season begins.
1: Yeah, I I would I would agree with that. I think the the recaps that they have on Netflix for one, two, and three that are that are there. I watched those. Those were enough to really kind of give me a primer for for getting into to four. That being said, there were references that did kind of throw me for a loop where I was like, wait, did that happen in two or three? Mm. Uh, So it was a bit of, of trying to piece it all together as we as we kind of get back into it but it was fun man like I don't know like after the first episode I was hooked I was like okay here we go
0: yeah and I think that's gonna be a lot of people's uh, the way they they enjoy the show. Obviously, all the episodes, or sorry, at least these seven episodes are going to be dropped all at once. And uh, it's honestly, if this is how long it's going to take to get to even the next season of this show, I'm kind of okay with it. If the quality of the show is like this, I I, I think it's absolutely worth the wait. Um, and I think it's if it's if it's just as good as this or better uh, when we get that final season, it'll it'll be worth it as well. And I I gotta say, like the first episode of this I think was a was maybe my favorite episode of all of Stranger Things I think it's perfect and I think you know you guys mentioned the idea of watching a recap or even some people have talked to me like should I watch the first three seasons again I wasn't lost at all and I I I, th- I remember Justin I was telling you it felt like it was just like a, a wonderful 80s movie when we got that first episode and I was just satisfied enough with that mm. but um, I'm glad we got even more uh, with even more on the way but yeah man, I uh I, I don't think I was lost at all and I think the show it it just sort of felt like I was just coming back seeing some old friends again.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, even though it's been 3 years, you're you're right back with the gang and you feel like you know you you know these characters and it's it's like seeing an old friend that you haven't seen for a while. It doesn't take yeah. long to just sort of get right back into it. But the weird thing is, you know, seeing these these actors uh, in 2022, but seeing them on the show which was filmed several years ago i believe Mm -hmm. uh and they've aged in the real world but not as much on the show yeah you know i think with covid and everything things obviously got halted and delayed and, and pushed back and so that took a little bit of getting used to, you know. You see Millie Bobby Brown on on a red carpet these days, and and that's a a, f- a full grown woman, basically. You know what I yeah. mean? She she looks significantly, and and I wonder how much they are trying to sort of de age her on the show, especially in in maybe a flashback sequence or or what have you. But that threw me for a loop more than anything. Uh, but no, it was it was they did a great job of getting us back in, and and I would agree with you that that first episode is probably my favorite Stranger right. Things episode to date. Um and 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 it's weird because the first episode and then episode 7 or the final episode of part 1 here were the two strongest episodes and it's almost like a a, a, a slightly declining di- dip in the middle. I just I think episode 7 is great because everything pays off so well by mm-hmm. the end of that really long journey, but it might have taken a bit long to get there you know it was you know and, and we'll get more into that well, as we sort of Kevin break I down feel like you're show, Kevin but
0: don't go towards that hole in the ground there dude you're going towards that hole in the ground I don't want you to go there just yet before we yeah. dive into the upside down let's talk about what we enjoyed about these these seven episodes and uh, I, I'll just I want to kick things off here and just again I feel like the especially with that first episode the pacing of it where it and I mentioned this in my tweet it introduces us to you know all new stories while still getting us invested in each branch of of the story and that it sort of branches off into these sort of three different groups. And I I feel like normally we talk about how when you split up characters, that can really work against the show. But because Mm -hmm. the cast is so big with this show, it really works. And it's so rewarding to see these characters working together in ways that we've never seen.
2: Well, I even think it's actually four Stories or four different groups, or you know, mini adventures that they break off into, and and I think it does the show does benefit because it 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 makes it feel different than the previous three seasons. It wasn't just another example of you know the 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 kids getting behind eleven and sort of facing the threat of the season and 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 a little bit of rinse, wash, repeat. You know, not that not that the the first three seasons were too too. Repetitive of each other But this was such a refreshing And new sort of spin for these characters That it did feel completely different Than anything we've ever seen And and while I, I do think that splitting them up and, and taking as long as they did Does have a, a bit of issues As we rolled along through the season But again we'll save that for later But I totally agree that for the most part It really did work to let all these characters uh, Including some new characters That yes. I'd love to discuss uh, Really shine
1: yeah, absolutely. I think the the idea of displacing all of the characters and showing that there's multiple branches of stories that that are being told here that are going to be interwoven together. It kind of grows from like 3 to 4 to 5. It just kind of keeps branching and branching and and that's nice because rather than just staying so singular in focus, you you are moving around a lot more and really kind of understanding each of the pieces. Now, with that, I think some stories just kind of get left to the side. It kind of felt a little bit off balance because there was one primary thing that they really wanted to hit home. And some of the other stuff I think just served as supplementary setup for maybe a, what will be more important in, in volume two.
0: In terms of the, the pacing, I got to just quickly jump in. I actually really do feel like it was balanced because there was a lot of times where they would switch from one group to the other. and. I thought at first that I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to want to see more of one than the other. And I didn't at any point in time. Like, I kind of felt like every time they made a switch to a new group, I was totally on board with it and totally OK with to see where it went. And I just I like the way that it was it was structured uh, in this sort of newer way for the for the show. See, but
2: again, while most things are a positive, I mean, if you're going to take even just episodes five, six and seven here, which probably have a runtime of almost four hours just between these three episodes you're seeing certain characters that we've been familiar with since day one for five minutes mm-hmm. you know like where is will in those last three episodes in, in, in what is it season one again and we're not seeing him you know what i mean like i feel bad for that actor he keeps getting short i hope he doesn't get paid by the line you know because he's he's not making nearly as much as everybody else
1: but I also think, though, that what Volume One does really, really well is, is it's establishing, it's building to something, and I think that while you're absolutely right, Kevin, like certain stories just kind of fell off towards the end of uh, of these last three and of seven, but they're probably going to be more important in Volume Two. We, we we should be seeing those those stories kind of coming back, especially with how much story there there appears to be left to tell in only two episodes, and I think that's probably going to total close to four hours of of content or longer based on what they're saying so
0: right well well speaking of of those characters i wanted to kind of i think that was another thing that i really did love and we kind of brought it up it's like the returning cast is absolutely excellent this season but in particular, like the 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 new uh, comers to the cast, and I wanted to actually shout out Joseph Quinn, uh, who plays Eddie he's Munson. The man. Yeah, fantastic he's the best new character on this show in he's, years. He's terrific, such a yeah. good addition, and and such a great sort of dynamic uh, for for sort of you know, Steve. especially like his age, and he's kind of yeah, he's kind of on that same level as Steve, but for different reasons. Um Absolutely. and he, he's just he, the moment you see him, he's he's got such an electrical like a like presence on screen I just I loved him and I'm, I'm stoked to see where he goes in the future
1: yeah I think it's safe to say that he's gonna be the uh guy on the mountain rocking out with the guitar in the upside down world uh because we haven't oh that yet, right
0: so. that would be oh dude that's gonna be Excellent. Um, <laughs> any other characters uh, kind of stand out to you that we got in this uh, this season?
1: Well, yeah. As much as we're talking about uh, Stranger Things, th- there was some some comedic aspects, and those more comedic aspects came through some of the characters, uh, like like the new guy, uh, Argyle, dude, dude, <laughs> freaking rock. He's he's so cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I totally blaze with him. Yeah. And then there's also um, uh, Brett Gelman's uh, Murray. Uh, and how he's, you know, kind of f- featured more in in throughout these episodes. Yeah, he was great, integral and useful. And I just love that they they allowed him to kind of take this sort of leader role in this situation and kind of be a hopper. Um, I thought that was so lovely, and 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 it was fun too. It was just an interesting take in this sort of adventure story.
2: Uh, I mean, given given some of the '80s horror movies that they're clearly inspired by in this this season specifically, I will, I'm just going to say at Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I think having Robert Englund in the show, um, and you know, uh, I think in his limited time um, with the character Victor, he's his his scenes are he's terrific in 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 the brief doses that we get. Uh, something tells me. He's maybe in the show in other ways as well. I have a feeling he's voicing another character on oh. the, on the show. I think that's him, and it's so. very reminiscent of um, you know Nightmare on Elm Street in that sense. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a great uh, you know chance for for a, a, an '80s icon to sort of shine a bit here.
1: I think with that too, the, the horror elements of this entire series just feel incredibly dialed up like just just cranked a lot of lot of really dark visuals and and there's so many layers of things that are happening here there's like an action-adventure story there's this horror element to it that's just so twisted and everything about it just feels so intentional and it's comfortable for them they're they're going there they're having fun with
0: it it also yeah it definitely feels more more violent I feel like there's sheer dread in the show and I think it's really cool how like, it's nice to see that the Duffer brothers are respecting their audience in the sense that, like, they know that people who started watching in 2016 have grown up a little bit. And the show feels like it's grown up a little bit, not just because its characters have, but because, like, it, it literally just feels so, um, I guess, it feels more adult in in that sense. It, it definitely still feels like a kid adventure, but it it still has that ele- like, the element of, like, kids should not watch this because it's really freaky sure. and I, I got me a sure. bunch of times with some jump scares.
2: Yeah like I I, I I, know that the show has always been based in sci-fi and, and and nods to horror but I've never found it all that scary. It was watching this at like 1 30 in the morning alone Dude. in a dark room I was a little freaked out for the first time ever watching this show um, and so yeah I definitely think that they've matured along with uh, their younger audiences, but this is not a, a show for. This is not the same show that a younger kid could have maybe watched in that first season and obviously been scared. But this is a whole new level of horror, and and it's very very graphic, and yeah, it was it was intense.
1: You're absolutely right. Like the horror elements are are so much more dialed up that it doesn't feel appropriate for children and kids to kind of watch, right? Just because it probably is going to scare them. But did you guys get like more of like an emblem, you know, Spielbergian sort of vibe to some of the adventure qualities and? the mystery qualities there, there there was like this there's this one moment they're seeking help and it felt very much like it was just kind of like a an adventure sequence that you would have seen in a Spielberg style movie so I don't know I I feel like they're trying to blend so many different other genres into this horror element that it feels again just intentional and purposeful to kind of remind people of the sort of nostalgic uh appreciation that Stranger Things has by embracing some of those adventure qualities that feels very inherently Goonies-esque if you will no. Right. So yeah,
0: I I definitely, I think even there was even a moment that actually reminded me of like home alone at one point. Uh, That's a really fun uh, little sort of brief side moment for, for, for some of the characters. And I think a big part of that actually comes through with the music. And I think the music is, is really dynamic this season. Um, I, you know, we're getting everything from the traditional stranger things, sort of synth noises from Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein uh, who are in the band survive, which you should also check out. Uh, but they also add some string elements at certain points in time that do sound very like you were mentioning like that sort of Amblin sort of feeling adventure kid adventure style and they, they add them at the right moment and I think it just adds to the dynamic of the show and and, and really how you're feeling and I, I also wanted to just shout out the sound design as well the foley for this show where it's like punches I was listening to this on, on AirPods Max with, with n- nice good headphones and it was like booming on my ears when when it, when someone would like land a hit on someone or even mm-hmm. just like little things where it's like a uh, cassette tape slapping into a walkman
1: it just or a flashlight it, right that skims the frame yeah it's right? so like, punchy it, yeah, and it passes the frame yeah,
0: yeah. and it elevates yeah. every single sequence to kind of really draw you in and i i just think yeah. the sound in this show both music and also just general the sound is fantastic
1: it, yeah the score is inherently Built into Stranger Things as being part of its nostalgia, the way it it weaves that that synth style with these really nuanced horror elements, it's it's well crafted, and the score here shines as as you're saying, Nate, and as well just in terms of pairing it with with the visuals that that we get, right? So
0: yeah, and I I, I also. You know, we're talking about sound. I also want to talk about what I see, like the shout out to the, the DP and the cinematography team this season. I think the camera flows from shot to shot, like effortlessly um, and in really fun ways, whether it be spinning upside down or like the slow pans into darkness. Like we're talking about adding tension this season. It is, it, it gets really terrifying with the way that this show is shot. And I think, again, you can tell like, yeah they they this is them stepping up their game from the previous three seasons even just by looking at it
1: i think it this this has some of the best camera transitions from one world to the upside down i think some of them were so smart and well crafted and and just it it really does show that they've they've put a you know 33 million dollars in each episode and you know rightfully so because this this is setting up to be kind of like the swan song Mm -hmm. the last before the finale the penultimate and i think that they're building towards something and it it feels it feels very everything feels very intentional at this point
2: yeah there's there's a hallway scene where you're spinning down the hallway Mm -hmm. and it doesn't even make sense where the track for the camera would be like i i couldn't even figure out how they did the shot um so yeah they've they've really they're going they're going all in with this and it's very very clear
0: and the vfx i think that's a big part of it i mean i'm pretty sure the duffer brothers mentioned they shot like a bazillion vfx <laughs> shots for this this season and and i remember reading that and i, I think you can totally tell the, the whole thing feels like an 8 hour movie and i just i i was really digging the the quality of the show that we were getting and i think the other thing to mention too in terms of like the story uh, again if you're worried that they're going to you're not going to quite understand certain things the most important things they do this really good job of sort of adding in these these like flashbacks almost at the right Montages, right yeah. at, but at like the right moment right
1: time to yeah, be
0: yeah, able yeah. to say hey we're reminding You've you of what seen this yeah and that yes. perfectly sets up what's yeah. coming up next in the in the show and I think they do that masterfully uh, without doing it too much and then I think the other cool thing that I, I really loved Was the aspect of the show, uh, I think, focusing a little bit more on, again, some more adult themes, whether it be like trauma or, or, you know, some really intense moments regarding like just things that some of these kids have grown up with in their lives. And obviously, I can't say what it's in relation to, but there was a moment in these episodes that literally had me tearing up, sitting on the edge of my seat. And anytime a show can do that, it's for me, it's something special. Like I was I was ready to cry. Isn't that every show though? No, Kevin, it's yeah. not. I at <laughs> <cried> everything. <then. laughs> I promise you, it was worth it. When we're when we're not recording, I'll I'll tell you the spoiler moment that uh, made me cry.
1: There is a worthwhile moment in this entire first volume that feels earned and gratifying, and something that you wanted to see happen, and that made it worthwhile. Because not everything gets resolved, right? Like there's there's a lot of still, still groundwork that needs yeah. To, yeah, we still got two long ass episodes to go. So, yeah. and and my that's that's the real thing to really understand is that about I think in terms of volume 1 is just that it is building towards something, that it is it is giving it a, a sense of closure and while while they're trying to kind of, you know, wrap certain things up and everyone's kind of dispersed, it's it does have some sort of a, a path and it's going to be gratifying to see moments start lining up uh, as we get towards the end here.
0: All right. Well, listen, as afraid as I am to do it, guys, I think we're going to need to go to a dark place and uh, bring up maybe some things that didn't work with uh, for us uh, with season four, part one. Kevin, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I
2: mean, we, we did sort of cover it earlier in the show, but it, it really does come down to it's not even so much that I have a problem with the fact that this is eight and a half, nine hours long. It's that even if you look at episode seven, the last 20, 25 minutes are devoted to one particular uh, strand of the story. And I think it could. It could I, I, I figured out what they were building towards within five minutes. It didn't need mm. to take 20, 25 minutes. And so if you are going to have all of this time for the show, why. Linger on things When you could sort of Spread out the time And spread out the stories And and so It just felt like Certain elements Got a little bit rushed To give more time to others And I just would have Rather seen that spread out Because There's Just before our Sort of climax Of episode 7 There's A great Old school Stranger things Sort of um, A bit of storytelling That involves a light bright That's all I'll say And that was such a Fun Rewarding moment Because it was this it, again, it, it harkens back to that first season a lot, and that sort of adventure and curiosity and discovery that we really got in that first season, and 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 it just it, it was so great that the seven episodes built up to this moment with the people that it involves, and then you go to the climax and it it just felt really overly long and beleaguered, and the and the part of the story that the, the it the, the character that it focuses around. That whole story for the last three or four episodes just felt like it was spinning its wheels, not really moving forward anywhere. And, and every time you take a step forward, you take two back. And so I just, again, it, I, I have so many more positive things to say about the show. But if I am going to nitpick, it is that I'm just not sure they needed that much time uh, to tell the story they're telling because it just it just cheapens other stuff when you're lingering too long on certain elements.
1: If I was going to nitpick at anything, it would be about pacing because I do think some episodes were were paced really, really well, as as you called out, Nate. But I do think some episodes were, were very filler. You know, small amounts of information were were kind of revealed or stories only moved very little uh, in certain episodes. That being said, it is entirely gratifying to see how all of these branches sort of intersect into one central story and one central theme that completely unravels itself over the course of the seven episodes, which really just in the end highlights how all of these narratives are are kind of like part of a hive mind. They're all all interconnected and they're telling a, a bigger story. So while we might be following these other branches, they're all intersecting and coming together to tell a bigger story.
0: It'll be interesting to see how, you know, people's uh, feelings on the pacing, whether it be, you know, fatigue or or just not focusing on the right spots. It'll be interesting to see if after these next final two episodes, if that affects it in any way, just from a standpoint of as we've been sort of talking about, like, payoffs and things like that. But, um, yeah, I think some of those episodes have a slightly slower pace, especially for one of the groups uh, in particular. Uh, But honestly, I was so engaged each episode; it it didn't sure. bother was me hooked. enough. Yeah, I just I was hooked, and yeah. and it made me only want to see them succeed even more. So any mm-hmm. any times where it felt where I was kind of like, "Oh, they're not they're not going forward. Just just go forward." But then it it, it kind of it ramped it up for me to feel like there was more pressure and, and it made it a little bit more exciting for me. Um, but I can see I can totally understand how. For some people, it can just sort of feel like, all right, let's keep going. Let's 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 move on to the next thing, um, which I'm super stoked to do. Speaking of of moving on to the the next thing, uh, let's get to our our final thoughts uh, for this uh, Stranger Things season four part one review, spoiler free review. Uh, listen, we are in the final chapter of our campaign to defeat the level thirty six dark wizard, and he's got us. He's got our heroes surrounded. So, I want to know what are your final thoughts. Uh, and your score on a scale of 1 to 5 D20s. Kevin, I'll get you to kick us off.
2: I, I, I got to say I absolutely loved uh, part one here. Uh, I think it may go down. Obviously, we have to wait till uh, July to see part two and, and the last little bit here, but it may go down as my favorite season of Stranger yeah. Things just because, as I mentioned towards the top of the program, it differentiates itself from the earlier three seasons, which, again, were all unique and all different, but kind of followed a similar pattern. Here, we're instantly thrown into a completely new formula. They've shaken things up entirely, and I think that was just what this show needed to stay fresh, to stay fun, to stay exciting, and to keep us on our toes. I didn't find myself guessing what was going to happen nearly as easily or or at all within this season and I think the introduction of several new characters that bring a little uh, a little light and fun to the scenario really helps balance the sort of really traumatic and and terrible things that are happening to some of our beloved characters and I think that's where the brothers really really succeed here is finding that perfect balance it never It never gets too harrowing, too scary, too anything before it finds some levity to sort of balance it out. And it's just this really nice ebbing, flowing wave throughout this whole season. And even my complaints about, you know, focusing time on certain characters versus others, it didn't affect my experience and my enjoyment of the show. I just wish it had been done slightly differently. That's really all it is. And so... You know, hopefully in that in the part two, we do get to see a bit more screen time with some of the characters we're familiar with here because they're on these journeys that deserve fulfilling, satisfying endings as well as the others. And so, yeah, I'm really I think we kind of almost have wrapped up some of the stories by the end of episode seven, which just opens the door to focus on some other stories. And in that case, just like a lot of the show balancing between the light and dark tones maybe the the stories all sort of find a balance by the end of the nine episodes where everything has been satisfactor, satisfactorily drawn out to a, a fitting and, and deserving conclusion. So again, uh, top-notch stuff here. Everyone brings their A-game in every department from behind the camera to in front of it. And uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. So I'm going to give this a solid 4.6 out of 5
0: on a D20. Nice. All righty justin how about yourself
1: yeah overall i i enjoyed uh this season four volume one uh it sets up volume two really well by by answering questions and obviously by the end of it you know leaving some things in the air uh which which i appreciate it uh, from the get-go i was i was hooked uh, i really wanted to unravel the mystery and, and learn more as to what was going on and you know this this first volume served that uh As we were mentioning over the course of the seven episodes, there are several branches of stories that are being told and interwoven and some find a way of connecting over the seven episodes while others seem a bit far off in, in, in other ways and I think we'll have a larger role in volume two but what I really enjoyed is seeing and understanding more of just just the background of how things came to be you know so so this was great it, it really felt good to be back in the in the weird of the upside down seeing these characters again together uh, being introduced to new characters as, as we were mentioning you know it's funny the show feeds off of the nostalgia of the 80s and that's kind of how it got its vibe going if you will and now when we come back to stranger things after three seasons coming in here to season four it itself is just feels nostalgic from the horror vibes the synth score it feels so familiar to be jumping back into this whole series and just being immersed in it so this was a lot of fun I'm very excited I, I am intrigued that volume two is just two long ass episodes I think that is a bit strange I think there are people that also think that that's a bit strange but that being said I can appreciate based on the production value that is very clear in these seven episodes that That probably plays a part as to why, A, those episodes are long and and they're probably in post-production hell. But all this to say, I think this was uh, a great outing for season four, volume one. And I'm giving this a 4.5 out of 5 D20s. Nice.
0: All right, man. Uh, Yeah, I think just like you were saying there, I love that we've gotten to the point with this show. Now we're in season four. That it can be referencing itself, right? That it can be it has that self-referential humor at times and It's
1: I, the nostalgia. It's yeah. so funny. Like it's like <laughs> you're like, oh, that's so stranger things. Yeah, that's that, so stranger right? things <laughs> season one. Or yeah, you get a lot of those yeah, yeah, exactly. sort of callbacks.
0: Yeah. And I I yeah, think this is yeah. such a delightful summer treat to get to get back to these characters. And I think uh I, I think honestly for me, every aspect of this show seems elevated and just perfectly Mm -hmm. captured. Um, The show is more action-packed. It's scarier. It's more gruesome. uh, And it's got more fist-pumping, like, get-hype moments than ever before. And it feels like we're on a really good trajectory to see how it all wraps up. But, Justin, like you were saying, I love that it also gives us a, a really focused, good amount of, of background yeah. as well uh, to see how mm-hmm. we've we've gotten here uh, and how we even got to to where we were in season one. I think it's. Yeah. I think the show is really focused on you know where it's going, and I think it does remain really tight knit in terms of the structure of the story, bouncing between each group, uh, and I th- it, it, and it still feels it still feels small, but bigger than we've ever had before because of the the sort of what it is. Yeah. But what it is they're actually highlighting and, and bringing up, uh, from, from below the surface feels really, um, special. And it just feels like, okay, we're, we're coming to a, a close with, with this show. And I think the incredible performances by the returning cast, the new cast that just you instantly fall in love with. I'm still thinking about how hilarious Argyle is. Um, and, and I think the music is probably my favorite it's it's ever been, uh, ever, in, in Stranger Things. I want to own the Mondo vinyl so bad. Uh, this is everything you love about Stranger Things and even more without feeling overwhelming. So I'm going to be rolling a death blow right now. It's a critical hit, you guys. Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. Is going to get five out of five D20s from me, my guys. Five out of five D20s. I think it's going to be the best Stranger Things uh, ever. I don't think season five can touch it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But listen, that is it for this review. We hope you enjoyed this trip back to Hawkins and this review for Netflix's Stranger Things season four, part one. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on Stranger Things or even your theories for where you think the show is going to go in part two. uh, Well, let me just use my radio to reach my good friend Dustin. I mean, Justin, to let you know how you can reach us.
1: Uh, Justin, come in. Uh, Justin, do you copy? Copy, copy. They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Over and out. Copy that. You were breaking up a little, but I think I think we got it.
0: Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, keep in mind we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies and TV shows and games, including our spoiler-free review for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We also have our interview up with director Sam Raimi and writer Michael Waldron uh, from that movie, which Kevin and Justin did excellently. So definitely check that out, uh, both on our YouTube as well as on our uh, our our pod. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so definitely check that out, uh, whether it be through our podcasts or uh, or on YouTube, actually. Uh, and we also have our spoiler free review for Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, which is a really really great release that you need to check out as well. Uh, plus, yes. we recently wrapped our most recent Watch Club for Moon Knight with our next one not too far far away with Obi Wan coming real soon. Uh, we also have our weekly This Week in Geek episodes every single Wednesday where we bring you the latest news and trailers uh, and reactions to those trailers with our latest episode where Kevin and I, we fell in love with a giant green woman. Didn't we, Kevin? Oh, you better believe it, bud. <laughs> And also, Kevin complimented my ass. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, definitely go check out This Week in Geek. We do those every single Wednesday, as I said. So go give those episodes a listen and leave us a five-star review if you don't mind. And finally... I know this is a lot, but listen, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is May 23rd, well, you're going to need to hop on your bikes and race faster than Will Byer's skinny, pale, white little legs to get over to our Twitter and our Instagram, where you can like and comment on our Bob's Burgers post with your favorite Toronto burger joint for a chance to win two tickets to see the Bob's Burgers er, movie early uh, on the 25th. That's in two days in sunny downtown Toronto, courtesy of our friends over at Disney Studios Canada. So again, slap your buns together while racing to our Twitter at GeekcentricYT, or you can tap your saucy fingers on that Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric to submit your entry. Uh, we'll have all the links in the show notes, but I warn you, your time has come, as this is the last day that you can enter. I'm seeing I'm seeing lots of uh, Burger Priest
2: entries so far. I want to see some some out of the box ideas here. We, we, Nate and
0: I need some some suggestions to check out when we're when we're downtown. Let's go, people. Please, please. I need, I need, uh, you know, Burger Priest is fantastic. I need some more diverse, give me some more diverse burger joints. Um, but all right, half orc barbarian Kevin and high elf paladin Justin, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. And as we say, love ya. Get home safe, guys. Peace.